Section 9 of The Bubonic Plague. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Bubonic Plague by A. Mitra. Sanitary Measures by Municipal Authorities. 1. All filth should be removed from the vicinity of towns and villages and burnt and no filth of any kind should be allowed to remain within an inhabited area for any length of time two all private and public latrines and public urinals should be cleaned and disinfected daily all receptacles used for night soil either in the latrine or for transport should be daily disinfected three latrine accommodation according to the requirements of the population should be provided four Drains should be well washed and flushed with a disinfectant solution. In towns where there is an underground sewer, it should be well flushed and ventilated and a disinfectant solution used for cleaning it. A house-to-house -house examination should be made to ascertain that all house connections are properly and efficiently trapped. Deposits in the sewer should be taken out and suitably disposed of after disinfection. 5. Special attention for cleansing should be given to the following. Cesspools, privies, cowhouses, stables, slaughterhouses, markets, workshops, common lodging houses, serres, bustees, and crowded quarters of a town. 6. All public roads should in the dry season be watered with a weak disinfectant solution. 7. Pure drinking water should be supplied. All articles of food should be inspected. Musty and decomposing grains should not be allowed to be sold. The meat market, dairies, and bakeries should be under strict sanitary supervision. 8. Overcrowding in houses should be prevented. Steps should be taken for spreading out the population of much overcrowded and congested parts of towns. 9. Lime in a dry state and in solution should be abundantly used in drains, etc. 10. All railway carriages traveling through infected areas should be daily washed with a reliable disinfectant solution, such as 5% carbolic acid. 11. Railway platforms, waiting rooms and halls, and latrines should be frequently cleaned and disinfected. 12. There should be a system of house-to-house -house inspection to ascertain the sanitary condition of dwelling houses and also to find out, as far as possible, the condition of health of the inmates. Common lodging houses, serres, and houses of a similar nature should be most carefully examined. 13. If plague breaks out, then isolation of cases is a great necessity. When practicable, such isolation may be done in the house of the patient. The patient should be kept in a separate room apart from those where other inmates of the house live. A temporary room could be put up on the roof of a house or in the compound, if there is any, or a tent may be pitched. Where possible, all healthy inmates of the house should at once remove themselves in camp, leaving only such near relatives who must attend and nurse the patient. For patients living in lodging houses, or where there is no means of such isolation as stated above, segregation and special isolation hospitals should at once be done. The isolation hospitals should be separate for each of the following classes. A. For lower class people. B. For middle class people. C for such people of the middle or upper class who may choose to pay for their expenses. It is needless to say that there should be special hospitals for women where only female attendants and nurses should be employed. 
hospitals should be provided with means for free ventilation, both for the sake of patients as well as attendants. No other disease requires more careful nursing than the plague. Therefore, ample nursing staff should be provided. The hospital should have a separate observation ward and a separate convalescent ward, and by no means doubtful cases should be mixed up with confirmed cases. Disinfecting apparatus, sterilizers, good water supply, and special laundry are other adjuncts essentially necessary for a plague hospital. Greatest care is required in the management of such a hospital, and only trained men should be employed. Suitable means for ambulance should be provided and should be had ready within convenient distances. They should be thoroughly disinfected after the conveyance of any case. Ambulance carts or doolies should be comfortable for physical exertion and exhaustion, attending a long journey in the early stage, greatly compromised chance of recovery. Burial within inhabited areas of a town or village should be stopped. Dead bodies should be removed under strict precautions for disinfection and disposed of quickly. Bodies should be buried deeply, four to six feet. End of section nine.